the final time this year. Well, not really. Hello, everybody. It's Get Em On Side. It's the grand final edition, but we are going to be back. We're going to do a show next week wrapping up the season, and we have signed on for three more shows during the Origin period, so you can't get rid of us just yet. And once again, thank you very much for downloading us right through the year uh, and also on KO. Um, we've been uh, uh, somewhat popular there. But, but, but thank you most of all for downloading the podcast because uh, we're in a rivalry with our Melbourne friends at Sportsbet <laughs> and we beat them every week and it gives them the shits. Good morning, Joel Kane. Ah, good morning, dear. We made it. We're off to a grand final. Well, well done. Well done. Oh, actually, I want to start with this before we get to Shawnee, our men. I have got some breaking news here. Oh. I have become privy to potentially a lady who kick-started the return for Rugby League. A very passionate letter was written to Peter Volandis. Oh, okay? I'm so sick of Peter Volandis. No, anyway, keep going. And I'm <laughs> celebrating him in this uh, very good shirt here. Simply V-Best. Oh, well done, Peter. Okay, listen, team. I'm a fan of Volandis, but the love affair, it's got to stop at some point. Yep. No, and he did the Everest well. He's a star. I love him. But anyway, I've got privy to this letter that's come through uh, that went to him that ignited, we must get this game back. Uh, it said, Dear Peter and the NRL, where have all the good guys gone and where are all the gods? Is this a Billy Joel song? No. Where's the streetwise Hercules to fight the rising odds? Isn't there a white knight upon a fiery steed? Late at night, I toss and turn and dream of what the NRL need. We need a hero. Lots of love. Passionate NRL fan, Bonnie I mean, Tyler. I was going to say, I need a hero. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Well done, Peter Volandis at NRL. We're here right. for a grand it's final. Sickening. It's sickening. It's, <laughs> Sean, don't tell me you're... Now, again, I'm pro Volandis very much so, but my God, he's not the Messiah. He no, is. he is. He is the Messiah. He I is. couldn't possibly love him anymore. And I need to get my hands on one of those T-shirts. I need to, I need to wear that daily. He is, he is the king. Should be Prime Minister. Have you not got one of these Luke Burt's? I don't, mate. I've no, got one for you. Send one my way. Yeah, got one Beautiful. for you. Hope it's an extra large. Nah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to make him a Bambi, and, and I'll get to it in a moment. Righto. I'll get to it in a moment. <laughs> How are you, gents? Are you excited? The best two teams have made the decider. Yeah, absolutely. The best two defensive teams, the best two teams. They're here. They're ready to rumble. But, but great performances from both these teams. But is it any better than our man you? Your Grant Hackett. What about your bracket? This is just... If we auction that off, that would go for an absolute <laughs> fortune if you nail the final yeah, part. Now, just yeah, to put a bit of Syriaco measure onto you, Dan, you know there's 204 people on the back of you? I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. With a payout, am I allowed to say the yeah, payout? Yeah, 80, go for it. 85000 yeah. If Penrith win, sports <laughs> yep. bet, 85000 Yep. So the question now, yes. I want Sean's opinion first as the yeah. trader. Do you crush... So, so we're on 50 to 1. So uh, we've picked, for those new to the mm. podcast, eight, uh, eight from eight in, the, in, in what we call the bracket. You've got to get nine, though. So we can either let it ride at 50 to 1 or we can crush or hedge, which is what I'm going to yep. do, uh, uh, and have some on Melbourne. Therefore, you lessen, you win on Penrith, but you win either way. Right? Shawnee, just before he goes to you. Yes. So, so the scenario for most of these punters, so 200-odd people are on it at 50 to 1, $85,000 payout. Therefore, uh, most people have got about an 8 to $10 bet yeah. to collect 400 right? So it's all relative, and how do you play it, sir? 
Well, my usual standpoint is that hedging is for is for gardeners. But in this <laughs> scenario, when you're on at such a big price and it, and it is a really easy chop out, Thank I you. think it's a no-brainer, Dan. You'd be you'd be kicking yourself if they got rolled and you didn't take Thank a little you. bit of pie on the other side. So I would I would just lock it in all sort of profit either way, and you can treat yourself um, after the game. I, I think if you've had five bucks on it at fifty to one, it's two hundred and fifty. So your options are, and here's our problem. Here's our problem. This is what stuffed the crush. Yeah. Melbourne are favourites. Yes. Because Melbourne was so convincing against Canberra and Penrith uh, were messy, it would have been one of the all-time chokes if they didn't beat South with all the tries they created and butchered. So Melbourne start at in the $1.70s region. Yeah. So that stuffs us. So yes. if you've had the $5 bet, are you going to crush? You'd have to put about 140 on Melbourne to guarantee a 250 collect for them, you're going to get your 250 collect for Penrith. This is for the five dollar bet. Are you going to are you going to sacrifice 140 for a, for a guaranteed 110? I, I wouldn't bother if I if it were okay. for the stakes that small. But I'm at 50 bucks, yeah. so it's it's more significant to me. And and also I made the somewhat professional decision. I can't call the game with that much money. Riding on <laughs> ah, yes. So I thought I'm going to have to crush. I haven't completely crushed, but I've crushed enough to at least kill off the bias. Hey, Cole Miner, I have got an option here for the 204 people. And myself and my brother, uh, midway through the year, we backed oh, we Panthers uh, Storm Quinella at seven bucks. So we've got that in the bank. That's fine. But we also went heavy on the Storm at five bucks. So mm. what we've done here, right? And, and you can do the converse of this if you're the one of the 205 people who are on Dan's back. Is this dancing with the punting gods, right? We have crushed on the Panthers. You're always going to go. You're going to go. I don't know what you're going to say. Yeah. But you're going to go too far. I just yeah. know whatever you yeah. say, you are going to. You're going to. It's going to be too clever for your yeah, own. Yeah, I think go so on. too. But I, but that's me, right? And I got plenty can beat some here. So what we've done, we have crushed on the Panthers. One to twelve. Oh, you idiot! Yeah. So, oh, so we're, no, no, the only thing that beats no, us is the Panthers thirteen plus. <laughs> you are an so idiot. what I'm saying to you the to, to the punters like me who are on Dan's bet, just back your Panthers. They've they've so take the storm one to twelve is your crush. And what you have done, and the only way you get no. beat in your scenario is that the Panthers win thirteen plus. <laughs> Why is it? See, Melbourne win thirteen plus. If you it? did a if you did a study of your sports bet clients, I would think ninety five percent of them would be men. Fair, yeah. Okay, why is that? Why is that? I mean, women like sport too. Men are drawn to gambling because of ego, because they think they're better than the system. And you, <laughs> what you have provided, yeah. is the perfect example of why men are such shit punters. <laughs> Is because you now think you can beat the... Oh, no, the conventional crush, not good enough for me, Joel Kane. I've got to prove I'm smarter than everyone else. Yeah. How many grand finals have we seen yeah. where it's a runaway? Well, I can right, tell you this. 20, with 25 yeah. to go, the team has its back broken. I can tell you this. Eight of the last 15, 13 plus. Yeah. Exactly. So why? <laughs> but I'm dancing with the punting gods. Well, no, now I'm with you're you. doing more than dancing with them. You're oh, mate, that's ridiculous. You're whining, dining, and you're taking them home. That's what you're doing. You're you're, getting, you've gone too far. You're getting $2.20 about Penrith. It's not as if... Now, if they were, if it was the reversed... I need a hero. If it was reversed, I could see if $1.70 thing... Oh, jeez, it's going to actually... It's problematic nah. to crush. But you're getting above... Even money. Six to go play on. Oh, Let's go, idiot, Butters. Man. All right. What are we doing on the show, Joel? <laughs> what are we teasing? Righto. I have got the, the 2020 Clive Churchill medalist. What the hell is this? Yep. Oh, I've got the Clive Churchill medalist, Dan. What we're going to do, 
process of elimination. I've gone through every Clive Churchill medalist in history and, and success leaves clues and it comes down to one player. And you know all about rugby league. You'll have all the answers, so I'm going to hit you with okay. the question. So if you're at home, get the team list out. And if you think you know your rugby league, I'm going to give the clues out, strike them off. Okay. And let's see who we're left with, the right. uh, 2020 Clive Churchill medalist. Okay. There without, you go. Without any, Clive who? Without any further ado. <laughs> okay. We've made the agreement. We're going to keep going with this. I was thinking we had to come here with our big grand final sort of thumping Bambi. Uh, but we don't because we're going to do this for yeah. the next few weeks. But, uh, Joel Kane, uh, I'm going to let you open the batting. Take okay. the new ball. Righty, I've got real th- three real quick ones. This one's come in from a listener, uh, Tony from Guy Mir. Yes. He says, you Is know, your you have... brother? No, 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 not my brother. He says, uh, boys, uh, you have the salary cap in rugby league. He said, what lets down a street is the person who just makes their front yard a junkyard with caravans, boats, uh, many, many cars on the lawns. He said there needs to be a vehicle cap on lawns, etc., because it completely destroys the vista of the street. Are you with that? No. It's your property. You do what the hell you want with it. No, I'm, 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 in, I'm in agreement. Yeah, the vista of the street. You're trying to sell you your house, that up, and mate. old mate's got the boat, the caravan, 400 cars. It spoils the whole street. I'm with that. Uh, next oh, one. for God's next sake. Next one. Okay. <laughs> well, hang on. Why is that your business? It's his property. Because you drive past the bloody thing. Can't it just be a nice, clean street with nice lawns? I've driven down your street, Sugar, and there's certainly none of that sort of behaviour going on. <laughs> it's a lovely nice street. Street. It's a beautiful street. Yeah. Anyway, it's my Bambi, okay? Are so you just... about to sell your house and you're <laughs> no, trying to just lay no, the groundwork? No, 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 no. Okay. okay, the next one. Okay, right. To all the 35-year-olds and over, and and I'm targeting the men in this particular situation because I haven't witnessed this with the females, but for the men who play, you know, uh, midweek soccer or midweek touch or midweek Oztag, Uh when was the last time your game was read about in the papers or on the news? In other words, no one gives a shit, right? (laughs) So the referees are down there doing their column best and you're chipping away at them and complaining about decisions when no one gives a shit about your game. It's just a game. We're down there. We're a little bit overweight. We're trying to get some fitness. (laughs) And you and your stupid competitiveness, which no one cares about, right? And I'm specifically talking to you, the bloke who thinks I didn't touch him when I could have touched you 400 times because you're that slow and you still think you didn't get touched. It's just a game, mate. You know, pull your heads in. But, it, I mean, get over wow. it. Get over yourselves. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that one. The next one. I can't argue that one. Okay. Oh, I have been whinging about this for about 10 years. The whole idea of giving one person a 3-2-1 in any oh, no. even game for a Dally M is, in my head, oh, no. completely ridiculous. No. Because one no. person's crazy idea uh, of a game can completely hijack the whole Dally M's. So what I'm suggesting is, Dan... I knew it. I knew it. When Clint Gutherson didn't get a no, vote, but what I I'm thought... Su- no, yeah, you know, the first thing I thought, I... A, they've stuffed up the awards. We'll get to that, the presentation. But I thought, bloody Joel, he's going <laughs> to. Once he gets on that hobby horse. Yep. Uh, now it's going to trigger him. No, but I'm not blaming that decision. You know why? Because who's to say there's not many, many other decisions along the way that were also wrong that but impacted it? I knew it. I knew yeah, it. I thought, okay. Once but, you're like, you're, you're putting a coin in the bloody machine yeah. and uh, in the laundromat, and now it's just going to go for an hour. No, I've still got 30 like, seconds. We're juggling <laughs> around, right? So here's what I think. So you're at the game with Triple M or yes, Fox, whatever the case may be, yes, Dan, yes. right? 
at 2GB, Channel 9, yes. NRL Nation, who, SEN, whoever the case may be, ABC, they're all watching the game. They all have experts. So at the end of each game, uh, somebody goes around and says, who was your 3-2-1 uh, Triple M? We, we as a team come up with this, ding, ding, ding. Channel 9 did this, we did this. So as a consensus overall, these... This is the 3-2-1. It's not on one player. It is consensus after consensus after consensus where great judges and minds combine who are doing that very thing anyway, so it's not costing you any more money. And then you combine it so there's not one person on the hook for a stupid blunder, just as there is for the bunker. One person leaves you <laughs> open for bloody clangers. Consensus, please, Dan. <laughs> but it, does it just not make sense? Is it that hard no, for you? I don't want to agree with you. Yeah. I don't know if it should be. I, I, I agree. I'm, I'm happy with the multiples. I don't know if it should be media people necessarily. But, but it's not me. But I it's, know it's ex players who work for the media. I get that. Yeah, look, it's probably better. In I, one box, you got, you know, Gus Gould, Joey Johns, uh, Brad Fittler deciding upon that. In the other box, you've got Luke Lewis and, and Dean Hallertown. Yeah, the other okay. box, you've got, yeah, you know, okay. Talis and Anderson. And... I mean, it's a no brainer. How many clangers would you have under that? Honestly, zero. I felt sorry for the Telegraph in this. They stuffed up and and uh, and you know released the result early, but then they cop it when uh, what's his name Gutherson. Oh, you judges don't know. It's been former players for years. It yeah, has journalists. Won't. Journalists haven't been the judges for years, but but anyway, you and I know that, that former players aren't always the great judge. No, I've seen. Collective. I've seen some. I've seen the way they vote and. Um, uh, more eyes would be beneficial. That's right. And more. the other thing I'd say is, to add a layer to that, let's have the fans vote as well. No, no. Yeah, see, no, no, again, no, no again, you no, went too far. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No. You had your five experts, your ex-players, and then, oh, we've got to give the fans a vote. <laughs> I like what did that. Wayne Bennett say? Once you give the fans <laughs> okay, a vote, once right you on. start listening to the fans, you'll sit with the fans. That's me. Yeah, Unbelievable. <laughs> You're going to be good at radio because you say... Firstly, you get on a hobby horse. That is very good for yeah, AM yeah. every day because you're going to need to repeat a lot of stuff because you're on for how often? Three yeah, hours a day. SEN starting Thursday, by okay. the way, 11.70 Jeez, on the, on the City I've allowed you dial. a lot of plugs. I've allowed Thanks, you so many <laughs> plugs. I've got to give one triple M. We're on air from 1 o'clock on Sunday. There you go. There you go. Okay, Sean, fire away. Yeah, I just want to touch on um, grand final entertainment. Now, I don't usually care. For some reason, it gets people up in arms each year as to who opens the grand final or the halftime entertainment, whatever it is. And I don't usually care. But this year, it's it's uh, it's really good on my nerves. And while I'm a bit of a muso, I do like my music. And my favourite band for the last three or four years has been the DMAs. Why? Well, their music's bloody good, but they're also... Uh, they love rugby league. They're from Sydney. They're actually from Newtown, my sort of neck of the woods. And they love their footy. But what have they gone and done? They've sold their soul to the devil and they're playing at the AFL grand final. And it's just the latest in a long line of things that the AFL has swooped in mm. and stolen from us. And I probably, I probably have to blame uh, the great PVL for this one. Why has it stepped in and offered them double or triple to, <laughs> to say no and come play for us. Mason, the lead guitarist is, he's really unsighted or really sighted without a South Sydney Rabbitohs hat on. They're, they're rugby league through and through. It's a disgrace. They're playing. Um, up in Brisbane. Who's the personal friends of them? That was a very impassioned defence, Sean. The D, the DMAs. If you're not, if you haven't got around them, get around them. They're bloody brilliant. I'm not anti them, but it was the way you've you've put that argument together. Uh, have you got any mark? I'll get to mine in a second. Have you got any markets on the ratings for the grand final at, for AFL? Ooh. I think the AFL grand final. Yeah. is going to be the highest rating television program since the Sydney Olympics. Wow. All of Melbourne 
Remember, they can't go anywhere. They're stuck at home. It's Richmond, Geelong, too. Yeah, Certainly one powerhouse. All of Queensland will watch because mm-hmm. it's funny, even though it's not the Brisbane Lions, and even though... <laughs> Dirty little secret. The rugby league almost beat it in Brisbane the other night when it was the Brisbane Lions against whoever they played, uh, Geelong. Geelong yep. smashed them. And um, the league game was Penrith South. League almost beat it. That would have been highly embarrassing for the AFL. But when when an, and a major event is on in your city, people watch because they want to see how their city is presented to the rest of the country and the rest of the world. So it's going to do massive ratings in Brisbane. Well, the Sydney people will watch. It's the AFL. I think this will be... I think the highest rating television show... It might have been a MasterChef or Leighton Hewitt versus Marit Safin, over 4 million wow. back in 2005. I think this will beat every record since Cathy Freeman or since the Sydney Olympics, since the closing ceremony. And obviously, that's it. Locked in, nighttime grand final forever. Because yeah. they're going to go, well, hang on, that's worth an, 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 a million extra viewers. That's right. And thank goodness from a ratings perspective, we had Melbourne Storm. And I was going for Canberra, everyone. I um, Well, I just like Canberra. But... Um, Thank goodness they'll be relieved that Melbourne's it because that will bring an, an extra audience. Yeah, they're no, going to get smashed the rugby league. They're going to lose by a million plus. There's on the no weekend. doubt that the broadcast had wanted Melbourne and South. Oh yeah, that was easily the number one seed, wasn't it? Yes, Melbourne Param. No, you know the ultimate grand finals, Melbourne Brisbane. Yeah, but Brisbane obviously not there, or Melbourne Parramatta, Melbourne South. That would have yeah. been yeah. Anyway, so there you go. There's a produ- so if we can get a market up there, Sean, I, I might. Uh, we'll, just- we'll have a market for that, won't we, Sean? <laughs> no, I look. I think you we're don't allowed get- to do. I think we we're allowed like- to do ratings. Yeah, let, yeah. We'll we'll sniff around. And, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll give you a word on Twitter if it's up there. Okay. I have something to say. <laughs> I have defended Gladys Berejiklian. Oh, no, uh, here we go. I love Gladys. I love to. She's done a great job. But I am now over the ugly duckling, unlucky in love routine. Uh, I, again, um, I felt sorry for her. I thought, well, who hasn't made a bad life choice? We've all made them. But this media tour, the Annette Sharp piece in the Sunday Telegraph, um, the Ben Fordham interview, the Kyle and Jackie O interview, to me said, okay, this media team knows they're on a winning ticket if they talk about ugly ducking, unlucky in love. Now are we just putting a bit of uh, carpet powder over some vomit? That's what I'm. That no, that's what I'm starting to think is that they know that if they go down this unlucky in love path, it's going to hide the well. What did she know about Daryl Maguire path? Mate, Gladys is a superstar. I'm with you. I think she's a wonderful premier. But what I'm saying is, I'm I'm now the media campaign that her team is putting together. I'm shooting that. No. I'm saying now you are milking her ugly duckling, unlucky in love. Uh, persona to your advantage. You're nah. not. You're not just using it as a defence. You're using it to her advantage. I've never met a Gladys who isn't a staunch human. My nan was a Gladys. <laughs> My wife's nan was a Gladys. Glad all Gladyses are ten out of ten people, and I'm with you, Gladys. You can't tell me there's one nah, Gladys in the there's world. Not, there's not. You, there's oh, there's never on. been. There, there is. Come on. There is currently. Eight billion people on this planet. I can guarantee, I can promise you this: there is not one bad Gladys in that eight billion. Tweet us in. There's got to be <laughs> one. one. No. Someone's got a nasty no. auntie, um, you know, who left everyone out of the will or left everything to the pets yeah. because she just didn't like her family. There's a nasty Gladys somewhere. No, not one. Okay, fine. All right, we move. We move on, and uh, we're going to get to some grand final tips after this. Samo keeping the sock slide. This is it. Come on, Slippery. On the runway. Slides. It's big. It's a new world record. Somebody stop us. 
She'll slide out the stadium. That Make It Look Easy moment was brought to you by Sportsbet's NRL Same Game Multi. Combine your favourite markets, like the Panthers to win, in a Crichton and Tedesco to score, and you'll get bigger odds. If it's an NRL Same Game Multi, it's Sportsbet. All right, so welcome back. Uh, while you're watching that ad... I put in on Google, um, bad people named Gladys. <laughs> I got this comment. The name Gladys is derived from Welsh and means one who wields or handles a sword. Well, if that doesn't tell you everything, you need to know about the name Gladys. <laughs> I don't know any bad Gladys, but there's just got to be one out there. Defend off the bad people. That's okay. why they have the sword. Defend okay, off all the bad people. Uh, let's talk some footy. And uh, we before we get to this game on Sunday night at ANZ Stadium, which apparently is going to be wet, so keep that in mind. We've got to mention the Dallium debacle. Were you bothered, Joel Kane, by the fact that, well, the players didn't know, but we all knew who had won the Dallium three hours before it was awarded? Mm. When we when we say we all knew, everyone who's on social oh, media. Everyone who's on social not yeah. yeah, Social media is not everyone. Uh, was I bothered by it? It's not the end of the world. No, I agree. You know, it's not the end of the world. Like... Ben Cummins made a mistake in the grand final. Daily Telegraph's made a mistake here. People make mistakes. It's called being human. It's a bad mistake, but here's where where I thought, oh, no, this is terrible. I actually thought the presentation, I think award nights are just boring. Mm. They're just boring, right? I think, you know, the Brownlow is the most boring television ever created. Three hours of, of... McLaughlin or Demetrio just reading votes is boring tele- rates, but it's boring television. And I thought the last few years, Fox have been sort of nudging it and getting it right in that they just cut it down to the most important votes, little highlights. Yeah, packaged. I like that. And this year, this year, they had the panel discussion. I thought this was a fantastic addition. The panel discussion yep. debating Clint Gutherson's last game. I thought, well... This is about as entertaining as an award show. That was could great. Be. That's gone now because when you have the award, when you have the uh, votes in hand early, a the journalists can write their pieces to have have them ready to go, but also the the broadcaster can can work out its broadcaster tailor mate. Well, now they're going to have to go to a live count. They're just going to have to. They can't have this debacle happen again. That's right. So now we're going to have this round three. Canterbury versus Gold Coast. Moaki Fotowaka. One vote. By the way, Peter Valandis. No, but what? You can still. It was you, disgraceful. No, Disgra- you, mate, stop copping the <laughs> AFL. It's pathetic when they do it. And you were trying to go even longer pauses, Peter. No, but why? Peter, come on. No. You're better than that. Leave him alone, mate. Leave him alone. We're only here on this show because of him. Um, oh, no, no. He's we are. the only one. Dan, he forced the AFL into action so they can thank him as well. Um, no, why don't you can keep doing what you're doing, but the last seven rounds are red live. They're red live. You don't have to read the whole bloody thing out. Okay, that's not bad. And the other thing for the AFL, seriously, I know you love the Brownlow, fantastic award, but why would umpires vote on the award? A, they're not specialists in identifying talent or understanding that they don't pick the origin teams and whatever else, the representative teams, because they don't understand player talent. And B, not only do they not understand it, they're distracted as anything. Why would the umpires vote for an award? It is ridiculous. You know what they should do? <laughs> they should get the five media organisations and have an expert for each. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> but hang on, Sean, didn't the bloke who won at Lockie Neal, he was the best player, wasn't he? Yeah, that's like, okay. He was a thoroughly, like, but if they got it right, what's your problem? Well, they got it right this year. 
Okay. It's okay, but I mean, seriously. God. Umpires voting. All right, let's, do me. <laughs> let's go to some first try score markets here on uh, Sportsbet. Uh, and a couple of things to note. Last year's first try scorer put everyone at Sportsbet in Bentleys because it was bloody Sam Verrills. Remember that? Ooh. Remember that little plunge over yeah. dummy? Well, no one, right. had, yeah. no one had Sam Verrills a dummy half. But anyway, before that, Daniel Tupo, winger. Josh Adokar, winger. Ben Barber, fullback. Corey Oates, wing. Alex Johnston, wing. Jorge Tafua. Uh, why, why did he call himself George? Jorge, it'd be such a, a winger. So five out of the last seven wingers. This is sort of the origin mentality, Sean. Ah. The better defensive mm-hmm. teams, you can't crack them down the middle. Your only your best chance is to get them on the extreme edge. Yeah, it's it's usually a theory reserved for um, origin matches um, when it is so tight through that middle third. But we've seen, um, and it's it's worth knowing, these are the two best defensive um, teams in the competition so far playing off. So it's going to be tight either way, I think. But we've seen the Storm sort of change um, their attack a little bit this year, and they're scoring a lot through that through that middle channel. It's one off the ruck. Smith hits up one of the big fellas, and Suge was Suge almost got it right last week. I think you I think you had Nelson, Suge, mm. uh, and Jesse Bromwich might have might have crashed over. So I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be talking anyone out of finding one of those. Uh, storm middle third players to score first at a big price, but generally um, it is out wide. And we know that the the Panthers certainly score uh, the vast majority of their tries out wide. I think it's twenty seven down that down that left channel. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a different different take this year. Okay, so uh, give me a pick, please. Sean or Morod. Uh, oh, I find this very hard because both teams start very fast. As we look at some odds there, Addo Carr, the favourite. That's interesting. Vunavalu's second favourite. You have to go to Brian to- or Josh Mansour to get Penrith's top pick, and that's only third favourite. But Penrith are the fastest starters in the comp. Problem is Melbourne aren't far behind them. They both have red-hot beginnings. So, Sean, I'll let you go first. Yeah, just off the back of that, of, of, of Penrith's... Um uh, scoring habit this year, and they do score a lot down that left side, coupled with um, that Storm right edge, which I'm not, uh, I'm far from being in love with. I like, I like Stephen Crichton um, at twelve bucks, but also on the flip side, if you like the Storm, then then Pappenhausen at thirteen mm. looks really nice as well. Like the way they shift the ball early and wide. Um, often from within their own half, and he's always there in support. It doesn't matter where, on which side of the field it goes down. He's probably the best support player in the, in the comp at the moment. He's always running off someone's hip. So, Pap, I think he's 13 bucks. Okay. Uh, first try score as well. All right, and I'm on a similar path here. Penrith on the left side. I, I, I can see Crichton and Kikau involved, but just pulling the Melbourne defence apart, Mansell on his own to score the first try. But it is a guess in the sense of... I wouldn't be shocked me if Melbourne scored the first two tries in the first five minutes. But, Joel, I want you to explain your tip. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll just go to your tip for a moment, Dan. So who were the five wingers you mentioned? So you had AJ, yes. you had uh, Tupo, uh, Tafua, Fox, and who was the other one? Oates. Oates. Right. Okay. All left wingers. Okay. We all grow up passing right to left, don't we? Yes. Okay, that's, that's where they've all scored. Five of the seven were all left wingers. Mansour, a left Mansour winger. A so left that winger. certainly helps you there. Uh, Stephen Crichton with Sean's tip. I think he's going to be my best bet of the day to score a try. Yeah. He's a superstar. However, what, what I note with him, he takes a while to get into the game. He doesn't often score the first try. Uh-huh. Uh, 
I'm going to settle on Jesse Bromwich. You can actually get now $51. I've just refreshed, so $51, $46 there. Uh, Jesse Bromwich, and here's why. He's scoring at the moment. Sean mentioned about that Cam Smith play flat at the line. Yes. I could also make a case for Nelson, but I'm worried that Finucane could start in his place, which I've you tipped me you off. Into that, yes. You've talked me into it. Uh, so Jesse I, I there. I have no knowledge of that. I'm just guessing that Finucane's yep. a big-minute player and Nelson might be more suited uh, because Penrith have some big players, Leota and Tedavano, on the bench. But anyway. Yep, yep. Uh, and the other thing is uh, Penrith concede most of their tries through the middle. Yes. And the last thing is that uh, Jesse has already scored a try in a grand final. These Melbourne Storm forwards, uh, some forwards are allergic to scoring tries. They get up there, and they, but they've obviously trained to crash through and score tries. They love scoring. And since round 16, eliminate round 20 when none of them played, Tino, Jesse and Nelson, since round 16, at least one of them have scored. I fear, Joel that you're in the right area, but it's like when a guy nicks one through the vacant third slip and then you put a third slip in. It's too late. Jesse scored last week. Didn't yeah, he? yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I, what I'll probably be doing, I'll wait to see whether I'll be waiting to see if Nelson starts. I'll be backing Jesse. I'll yes. be backing Kafusi. Yes, that's the smart play. A, and if Tino or Nelson were to start, I'd be taking them. Yes. So a three prong attack for me. Okay, that's uh, that's the way. That's the way to do it because the worst the worst thing you want to do is pick how it's going to be scored, but just pick the wrong bloke. Um, so hopefully you find something there. Now it's time to do Clive Churchill. Clive who? And this is Clive who. You've organised <laughs> this, so you've you've got a, a bona fide method yes. to get a winner. So I've got the Penrith team here. I've got the 17th and um, Mitch Kenny. Mitch Kenny, their 18th man. Uh, by the way, and, and this is Melbourne with uh, Tom Eisenhuth, the 18th man. Um, so I'm fascinated with how Penrith play this. Is Brent Nathan going to start? Or, or is he, I, I sense he's going to put Tyrone May in again. If he thinks they're defensively weak with Brent Naden, well, did you see what Melbourne did to Jordan Rappiner? You, lo- you lose a bit of speed, though. The kid hasn't lost since August last year. No, none of them have lost since Well, They've lost one game since August last year. Mitch Kenny. Now, with RP Coruscant yeah. problem shoulder. Yeah. That's an interesting one. So there's some questions there. So. Just take note of that team name now before kickoff. Anyway, okay. let's get to Clive. You're very sharp when it comes to the answers and you'll know. So if you're playing at home, get yes. your pens ready and scratch through it. Time to play Clive Who. No bench player has ever won it. Yep. That'll change soon, I reckon. But, yeah. but uh, shit. <laughs> Leave that there. Working you're probably okay. Right <laughs> okay, hang on. Okay, go. 16 of the last 17 had already played for state or their country. Hang on, 16 or 17 already? 16 ran? of the last 17 had already played for their state or country. Okay, so, you know, not a not a rookie, evidently. Well, not, not. And... No, he's played. Okay, yep. No winger or centre has ever won it. No winger or centre has okay. ever won it. Uh, Clyde and Slater have won it twice. So 24 of the 32 first-time winners yes. were aged between 23 and 26. Oh, so that's, that's your the absolute one. sweet spot. Hang on, 20, to, that's a huge number, 24 of 32. I've got to check this. I've got to check this. Well, he's definitely not. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Okay, how are you going here, Dan? We're withering away here. Okay, well, you did this bloody game. <laughs> Panther's gone. Panthers out. So it's a storm player. I've got to check this guy's age. Christian Welsh is 26. Nelson is 24. 
and Munster is 26. They all they all meet your criteria. Right. Cam Munster, Nelson Asa Solomona, and Christian Welsh, who was fantastic last week against Canberra. Fantastic. If he didn't get man of the match last week, he'd never get it. He had a blinder. Uh, 11 of the last 15 were won by a spine player. Oh, One, that's six, it. seven, nine. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, the 2020 Clive Churchill medalist is Cameron Munster. Okay. Well, we need to be able to get his picture here. So let's just the camera. Cameron Munster. Congratulations, Cameron. Well done. There you go. So there's my tip for the 2020 Clive Churchill okay, medalist. Very good. Very good. That'll look interesting on KO and it would sound terrible on the podcast. Sorry, everyone. So uh, I don't mean to burst your bubble. I, I could have told I could have I could have done without the five buddy guess who quiz and told you it's going to be Cam Munster. Um, who are the punters on here, uh, Sean? Uh, there are, there are a lot of attractive players here for this award. I like your theory, yep. by the way, uh, uh, Joel, because I think there are certain metrics yep. that, that just rule players out immediately. I'm with you on the bench player. Yep. If Sam Moa couldn't win it playing 46 minutes, I just can't see a bench player yep. coming on and winning it. Mm. But anyway, here we go. Here's our tip. So you've gone Munster. Oh, Sean, mate, can you have some balls, please? Oh. Don't query. <laughs> And I'm sticking with uh, Coruscant. I can't believe Coruscant's still 17 bucks. I got in on, on him a couple of weeks ago. Did you people not watch what he did to South in the first 60 minutes last week? He tore them apart at a dummy half. Mm. Um, Cleary's, Cleary, though, geez, he was good last week, wasn't he? Those two kicks yeah. into the... Uh, that, that's the thing about Cleary. He does little things that, that aren't going to make a highlight reel. But there was that one kick into the corner when they had no momentum, and he re- that was a Joey Johns type play, when he realised we're on the back foot here. So he just he kicked into the corner, they led the chase, yep. and they buried South. That, that, that was the big play. Yeah. They smashed South, didn't they? They should have won by 30, and that's why I think they're at very good value for this game. Yeah, shots on goal in soccer. They were just shots on goal all yep. game, so there you go. Um, and who's the most popular, Sean? It's a question off the cuff. <laughs> Yeah, so it's a it's a race in two. Four dollars fifty. Um, both Cam Smith and and my pick Nathan Cleary. Um, we've 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 spoken about uh, the Clive for a few weeks. It has been open all year. Yes. Um, and a whopping sixty. I think I checked yesterday. Sixty three percent of all money was on those two players wow. at the top of the, the top of the market. So they've been popular all year, and we're and we're, we're looking at a few nasty payouts if they salute. But it does look a race in two. And what what that's saying is if. If the Panthers are to win or the Storm on the win on the flip side, then both those players are about an even money or thereabouts chance of, of winning the medal um, when you break it down, which sounds about right to me. There's, there's not a lot of players in that Panthers team that really stand out as a as a Clive um, medal vote polling sort of player. Mm. Clear, he doesn't do a lot of sexy stuff, but he, he's got the, the real big moments in him and whether it be a you know, a, um, a 40-20 or something like that. Um, and I think there's also a little bit in him not willing to dally him the other night. There might be a little bit of retribution that might come into the into the minds of, of the voters, yeah. So he, he's my pick. He might look short at $4.50, but it's it, I don't have to get too creative to get him shorter than that to make him a bet. Yeah. Here's my problem with Cam Smith. He might be the reason they win with his organisation and his nous, but he's got to come up with a highlight play. Like if he doesn't come up with one of those delayed passes, crash, he balls, will. Um, he probably yeah, will. He, he probably will. will. But what I'm saying is, uh, our expectations of Cam Smith are so high 
it's sort of that Michael Jordan theory that you got to sort of come up with something, um, whether it's a forty twenty or, or yeah. Dan, if they share the love, if Pappenhausen scores a try and the Fox scores a try over here, and yeah, if Elise Kafusi scores off Munster. Cameron Smith wins it. I didn't realise how good a final series Pappenhausen's had. He has had three tries and three try assists. Like, yep. I thought Damien Cook until last week was the player of the finals. It's Pappenhausen. Yeah, the, pa- win- the winning fullback last year, Tedesco, scored in every game, finals game. Yeah. Pappenhausen's on his way to do the same yeah. thing. Okay, and I had Dale Finucane as my roughy. He's got to start, which I think he might, but um, at O'Carr, I'm going to have just... just Five bucks on. Okay. It's five bucks. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not. A winger is going to win this eventually. <laughs> Mate, wingers have won uh, Man of the Matches in Origins. Mm. Mate, Wendell Saylor won it. Matt Rogers has won it. So uh, a winger is going to win this eventually. I don't think it'll be Brenko Lee. I don't think a centre is going to. Maybe Crichton. <laughs> Maybe Olam. I thought Olam should have been Dallium centre of the year, by the way. With, okay. um, Ahead of Crichton. Oh, no, they, they got two now, don't That's good. Yeah. I didn't mind that because as long as they had a left centre, right centre, left wing, right wing. Yeah. Left edge, right edge. Um, I, I actually did that pretty well. Uh, we still have some other markets, and I'm going to have something to say. There's an adder about the play. I'm, I've got some betting advice on this right after this. <laughs> My fellow punters, you can now bet on the US election with Sportsbet. A lot of people have been telling me there's this thing called Trump Hub, which is a tremendous name, by the way, where you can find many, many markets all in the one place. Frankly, it's unbelievable, except for one thing. You can also bet on Joe Biden to win. Fake news, folks. Believe me. Bet on the U.S. election with sports bet. Thank you, Donald. The money's coming in for Donald, you know. Now, now this podcast shares no... Uh, 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 we don't take sides. Okay, but just be aware the money's coming in for the Donald. But here's the vote. Here's the, here's the market. It can, it can be Trump or Biden. It doesn't matter. But their electoral college vote, the bands. Yes. Right, so it's first to 270. Right. I think this is going to be Joel. Yeah. Now, you're not going to get this on the Dastiari and the other one's podcast, right? What's it called? The, the, uh, I don't know. Usually more professional, Dan. Hildebrand and yeah, uh, Alice, yeah. Alice Workman. All right. But they, they, the market here, and I've just gone with Trump's. doesn't matter. You can go with Biden, Trump. Electoral college vote. Take him between, if you think he's going to just lose, 210 to 239 is $7, and 240 to 269 is $10. Take them right. both. Take them both. That gives you, or you can take him 270 to 299 at $6. What I'm saying is you're getting good value. Instead yes. of taking $2.40 on him to win, or $1.57 on Biden. Oh, there you go. Oh, this is Nathan Brown. Yeah. Warriors coach. You've been trying to get him for a while. Or, oh. hang on, hang on. Are we sure it's him? It's not the... Um, oh, Blues camp. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nathan. Oh, oh it's oh, Richmond the... superstar Nathan Brown. Up there, Kazali. Yeah, so I get a lot of feedback on Twitter for the Nathan Brown, who's obviously the NRL coach. And uh, I tell you what, when they lose, I get some enormous messages <laughs> my way. Very, very nasty. I would think, though, this Nathan Brown, it's lovely to have you with us, would be the most famous of the three nationwide, really. He was a probably, superstar yeah, probably. media media performer for a lot of footy show. Yep. I, I would think I would think the other Nathan Browns would cop messages from you uh, <laughs> whenever you've pissed people off, which is very rare, I must say. But uh, where are, are you? Are you stuck in isolation? 
Isolation, yeah, it's not a great place to be down in Melbourne at the moment. Grand final week too, and normally we fill the pockets with cashies, above board cashies for the ATL. We paid it back and it goes all the way through, but there are zero things to do this week in grand final week. It is a weird feeling. I remember every time, you know, when I had a show or whatever, and I'd ring the, the Triple M people mm. right down there and say, can we get such and such on the phone? They go, no, no, no. This week uh, they're, they're making all their money this week. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> in fact, I, I was uh, the guest of uh, Sportsbet years and years ago down the, when it used to be another organisation, and it was down at the MCG, and and they said, "But you got to get there at nine a.m. Why? Oh, it's all the all the fun. You got to we got to come for the breakfast and all the functions. Anyway, so it's an unbelievable setup. You go to the Rod Laver Arena, right, and it's just all these marquees, mm. marquee next to marquee next to marquee next to marquee. Chris Judd was the top player at the time. He comes and he speaks for five minutes. Wow! And they and I said, "Geez, that's not a bad gig." He said, "Yeah, he made five grand for that, and he's doing the next ten marquees, <sighs> so he's going to earn fifty-five grand for the next." I mean, the gravy train has stopped, Brownie. How are you, people? How are you, poor <laughs> former AFL champions, surviving this week? Oh, it's an absolute disaster. The only thing is, we can't go on holiday. So normally we use this for holiday money, but I know one player. Former Hawthorne superstar Luke Hodge went to Brisbane. He's in Brisbane. So he has got it all to himself. I mean, he's in demand this week. So that 55, I reckon you can double that for Luke Hodge this week. He will be going to marquee to marquee. He won't know what day of the week. He's just putting folding in his pocket all week. Oh, too good. Uh, right, let's get some folding into our pocket, uh, Brownie, because what will happen yes. is a lot of people who's listening and watching this great show, they'll be looking to couple it up with something the night before, you know, That's whether me. it's a Norm Smith into a Clive or it's a, it's a 1 to 12 or whatever it is. What have you found? Well, I think Richmond are the best side in it. They've been the best side all year. And I thought they came through the prelim, which was the better prelim. Mm. It was hard. It was tough. It was defensive. Whereas Geelong, I think, have had a couple of soft leading finals. And whether you can have a soft leading final or not, but they didn't have a lot of pressure put on them. So I think Richmond and Cherry up win this game. They're at about $1.80 at the moment. But I guess the money that he made in the Norm Smith medal, and I can't go past Dustin Martin. He's won it two times already, the Norm Smith medal. And I'll give you a stat. So if you think Richmond are going to win, the last nine times Richmond have played a final that they have won, mm. he has been bested on seven times. Wow. wow. Seven of the nine finals, 78% of the time. The two times he hasn't been best on, Bashar Hooley's probably been best. But those odds say to me that every time they win a final, he's in for the best on ground award. Brownie. Uh, enjoy the game, mate. Uh, are, are you going to watch it with the family? Are you on your own? How, how are you going to watch this bloody game? And, uh, I'm working for Triple M. Oh, so yes. Saturday night, James Brayshaw and Luke Darcy are calling. Me and Chris Judd, I'll ask him about that five and a half gram. We're doing the special comment along yes. with Wayne Carey. So we're in the boardroom at Triple M. We've got some pizzas. We've got yes. some beers throughout the game. And I tell you what, it's a great way to watch the footy if you're not there. Absolutely. Now, if the tax man's listening, when I said he was getting paid 55, I meant I meant 550. Uh, <laughs> I didn't yeah. mean – I'm sorry. Well, that was nine, ten years ago. It's past the statute. Yeah, he was getting this shit laid. <laughs> All right. See you, Brownie. See you, Brownie, man. Thanks, guys. Good man. There we go. Good fella, right. Brownie. He's a good great bloke, fella, isn't he? Yeah, isn't yeah, he? Great fella. Uh, and uh, what? Now he said one of those names. He said Guthrie, and he said Mitch Duncan. Well, isn't Guthrie the one Sean Ormerod was yeah. excited about? Yeah. 
Yeah, got the got the word off the other up there because Ailey's in the office and yeah, they <laughs> like him. $21 is good enough for me to have a bit of respect as well. Yeah, me too. All right, let's talk about the game. We've talked about the the, 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 the Churchill and the first try scorer. Let's actually talk about the game. Can I bring up the first thing? And, and we look at the odds. Grand final 2020, Penrith have eased out to two. Can you believe a team that's won 17 in a row is $2.20? Fairly cold outside as Melbourne $1.72. And, Sean, people are piling into the storm. They are, yeah. Two-thirds um, early doors is on the storm. and It's a really funny um, head-to-head price. This. After, after Storm won it, uh, won their game, won their prelim on Friday night. They were about a dollar eighty-five thereabouts to to win the premiership. It was still the outright market at that stage. And then Penrith obviously were a bit unconvincing, um, which I don't really agree with. They, they, they were the dominant team. The scoreboard doesn't suggest that, but they, the the punters seem to think they're unconvincing. And the Storm have firmed all the way into that that dollar seventy-two mark at the moment. I think, if I had to guess, I think they'll drift back out and it might start. A little bit close to that pick and range. So if you do like really? Penrith, you which, think the, okay. which I do, yeah, I think there'll be a little bit of love for them. Like two twenty, I, I can't have this game far off a, a coin toss if I'm if I'm brutally honest. Um, so two twenty, I think that might firm up. So if you like Penrith, like like I do, I'd probably back them early. That uh, well, I'll tell you what might be the go, Joel. If 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 Sean's saying that. Oh, my God, the start. People are taking Melbourne minus two. You people are nuts. You should just take Melbourne off the stick. Are you, why are you going to give away two points? This game has potential mm. to be a one-point thriller. The last time they played, it was, well, uh, mm. Penrith won 21-14, but it was close all the way. I, I'd like Penrith plus two there. I'm happy to give up the $2.20 and take the $1.90, but I've got a little bit of insurance there mm. just in case it goes down to the wire. I'm I'm with Sean. Like I, I'm tipping the Melbourne Storm. I'm cheering the Melbourne Storm. But it's it's a dead set flip of the coin. I agree. It's a flip of the coin. Like Penrith are being heavily underestimated. Kickout comes back, which is huge. Yeah. See, Crichton was so quiet last week because people were only worried about him. They're not worried about that big fella Kickout coming through, were they? No, you're right. And and. Capel was did a couple of nice things, but gee, made some errors as well. Yeah, uh, and mm. the thing about Penrith is, I thought when they started so badly against the Roosters, I thought, oh, the kids are nervous, but they've got that out of the system. They'll flog South. Well, they didn't flog South, but again, I, I am left left with that feeling of there's no way this team are going to bomb four tries again. No way. Now that doesn't mean they're going to create that many tries against Melbourne, but take note the weather. It is, and I better check this uh, because I checked yesterday, 70% chance of rain on the Saturday and 80% chance of rain on the Sunday and 80% chance of rain on the Monday. We're not at a wet grand final for a long time. Yep. And uh, I get the sense the two best defensive teams, even though it's a high-scoring final series, I think we're in for a defensive war. Yep. Um, And you see there, have a look at that. Average total points in the last 10 grand finals, and this includes... Some games where they blow out at the end, like what South did to Canterbury a few years ago, 28 points a game. That's total, 28 points a game. Mm. This, to me, am I, am I? are you on the same page as me thinking whoever wins is going to win tight and it's going to be low scoring? Yeah, and the other thing is too, and the referees, they all have their own styles, Yes, right? So you have to study the referee's style as much as you study 100%. the other team's style. Now... 
the referee this week, Jerry Sutton, uh, he's going to be doing what he's done all year, and, and he doesn't Let's mind. Let's get away with murder. Well, he doesn't mind if you, you you could literally sometimes you'll see this on on footage. You can stand a meter in front of him. Yep. You know, and there won't be a penalty for offside or even a six to go discretion. So that will apply to both teams, by the way. So for that, it means that the defence is on you even more. Yep. Two defensive teams already defence on you even more. Factor in the rain. Well, it's you know it's got a sixteen twelve thing written all over it, isn't it? Last week. He did the South Penrith game. There were five penalties total and four set restarts total. Yeah. Like like that, he had absolutely swallowed the whistle. And there were so many instances you could literally stand in front of him. Yeah. Well, there's so many times the the uh, Cook did this a couple of times. He would deliberately run into the uh, marker who wasn't square to try and get six again, and Sutton would just swallow the whistle. Mm. That's why Coruscant just kept running. He just kept running. He so, wasn't looking for six again. He was just running. So to be clear, that will apply to both teams. Of course. But you need to and, – and they, they know this. Like Ivan Cleary and Belly Ake, they'll be all over that, won't they? And and the ref knows that if he blows four penalties, no one's going to say boo. But if he blows 14 penalties, yeah. people will go, oh, you killed the game. Even though he may have – you blow penalties early and you are successful in opening the game up. Yep. You swallow the whistle early. The coaches are right onto that. Lay all over them. Stand offside. But no one ever criticises the ref for blowing three penalties. I know I know a story for fact, right, where years ago uh, a coach went to to the, the officials and said, listen, this club who they're playing does this all the time, does this all the time. You guys need to be on top of that the grand final. Yeah. The referee's boss at the time rings the head coach of that other team and said, you know... We know what you guys are doing. We've been alerted to that. You've been doing it for ages. We're going to ping in the grand final. To which the coach said, are you? All right. You're going to ruin the grand final by awarding 50 penalties. Yep. Go for your life. Yep. And and they won't, will they? You know, I don't like when refs... Um, we already have too much attention on them, okay? I don't like... I've said this for years. It should have been my Bambi. There should not be a press conference to announce the referee. I know it's an honour for Jerry Sutton, but the honour is running out on ANZ State. It's not Tuesday answering the same questions. I, I find that adds pressure that is it unnecessary. Pressure. It does add pressure. Well, 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 I mean, you don't dream of, of making a grand final so you can do a press conference on the Tuesday. You mm. dream of making a grand final with you're a player or a coach or a referee so you can run out there and be part of the biggest event we've got. Anyway, uh, so we're all on the same page there, which gets us to what do we think will be our best bets? Right now, you're going to put together a same game multi involving yes. all our tips, but um, but firstly, this is our singular, our singular best bets. Joel, I'm going to let you go first. Okay, well, I will not regret putting Momorowski into the centre. What are you laughing at? I, I've just seen what Sean's is, and I've, I've actually ruined his spiel here because I actually did it first. I didn't see what Sean's uh, Okay. Uh, I wouldn't regret <laughs> playing Paul Momorowski right centre. That Could you regret playing Brenko there? This has been the most unstable position oh, you've for been Melbourne all year. for Brenko Lee's head all no, year. No, no, well, well, it's been their most choppy and changey position all year, that right centre, and it just happens to be the most lethal combination in the whole of the NRL, that left side of Kikau and Crichton. Crichton scores. He, he, he Gee, it's short. $2.75. In a grand final. Nah, mate. Nah, he scores. Crichton scores a try, and he missed out Turn last the week. Turn the dial, Sean. You can get that to $3. Come on. <laughs> nah, that, that's, I'm happy with that. He okay. scores a try. Fine. Okay. Uh, Sean, sorry, I uh, I did spoil this for you. But, I, okay, present your case for your best bet. 
Well, I dropped out for a minute there, so I might have might have just misheard what you are, what you what you said. But uh, Penrith plus two, um, I said before. I think this is very much a, a toss of the coin sort of game. Um, couldn't agree more with what you all said about the about the referee impact. It's going to be a low scoring affair. I think we saw we saw the totals get a bit out of control off the back of a high scoring first round of the finals, and there was two prelims that were in the forties. I think we'll never see. Um, that again, they both went under, and we're back to a total of about thirty-six or thirty-five and a half. When it's that low, um, and I think the game's in for you know that pick'em sort of areas, then then plus two for me is um, the only bet I can possibly have. And well done to Sean because he did pick the two unders last week. Uh, one of them was forty points, but it was still under, so that's all that matters. Uh, and I've gone down the same path, and that is the under. Now, now, when I first picked this, it was 36 and a half, and I should have gone onto it. I should have gone onto Big it straight away. Oh, it's a massive... Now, now I'm actually... I'm, I'm not reluctant to bet on this, but I'm not as I'm not as confident. But I still think plenty of points in hand there, and that is one for all your multis, which we're about to get to. Um, Melbourne this year have conceded 14 points a game. Penrith, 12.8. Wow. And when they met this year, I think 21-14 was... High scoring for this matchup, and that was thirty-five points. So, uh, and the other thing that kills an underbet in a grand final is the last twenty-minute blowout. All right, I just don't see whoever wins blowing this game out. So, uh, under for me, and we all seem to be on the same page. But Joel, you wanted to put, you wanted us to have a same yeah. game multi, and I think we want we want everyone to. Get involved with this, don't we? Well, they can. Well, get behind us. But we, we've come up with one together, right? Yes. So I'll kick us off. Um, or you kick us off, Dan. Well, I, I found the alternate under, okay, at 30 and a half. Because I, I think this has got 16, 14, 14, 12, 11, 10 written all over it. So just to bump up the odds, I got it. My individual one, when I put it on, was $2.92. So that, that, that just uh, adds some flavour to it. Gee, this is juicy because uh, what mm. have you got here, Shawnee? Yeah, I've gone down the the one to twelve path, mm. I, and I don't usually like it as a bet if I'm if I'm brutally honest. But when the totals um, are as low as what we're seeing, we're all predicting a pretty low scoring affair. Then you can find a bit of value in the one to twelve. But I like Penrith, so I've gone I've gone that way. You know what I like about this bet here so far is that. Uh, you've gone under 30 and a half, but, the alternate, right? Yes. So, therefore, it's in for four or five tries. Yes. Right? It all matches up. So, it therefore, all, one all... to 12 sort of makes sense in that yeah. sort of low-scoring affair. Yeah. Can Stephen's Crichton score one of those five tries? Is what yeah. we're asking. And I'm tipping yeah. Stephen Crichton will score. And you're getting a price of almost 20 bucks. We did not confer on this, by the way. We're just on the WhatsApp. We just all picked our individual one. But they all marry up beautifully. I'm going to take that. I have to yeah, take so it. Well, you yeah. can't. You can't put it out there. Nah. You can't put it out there and then and then watch it come home. That's yep. the worst thing. Good bet, boys. Uh, all right. So good. Can, now come on. Can you bump? Can you give it the sport? Can you bump it up to twenty bucks? Come on, Sean. Can I the sports? We might be able to do. Thank we you. might be able to do something for the punters here. Oh, thanks. You're course. bumping it up by seventy-five cents. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's just a nice even twenty bucks. Can we put it in the popular same game multis? Maybe. Is yeah, it? we'll get it in there. We'll yeah. People will be able to find it. Don't have worry. you seen the popular yeah. same game multis? I have seen. I'll tell you what I have seen. It's you a great functionality. That. So what it is, why Dan's looking at this, is that we, we start to publish, and when you click on same game multi, below that you'll see popular. Yeah. If you click on that, you'll actually see the most popular same game multis, and it says how many punters have backed it. So what you can imagine uh-huh. what happens is, say there's a 1,000 people on the same game multi, people go, oh, I'm jumping on the bandwagon here, and that goes out even further. Yeah. So we can easily get...
get whacked when these come Good. up because so many people are on the same Sunday multi. By the way, you've got the Broncos women at a dollar thirty-eight. That's giving money away. So here's what I'm proposing. This they're, is what... they're, they're the best. They, yeah. they have never lost a meaningful NRLW no. game. They, the they lost one last year when they'd already qualified for the final. So what we're calling for, Dan. Let's try and enter grand final with our same game multi as the most popular. Okay. The Let's see okay. where our, ours good. gets to. I like that. Yeah. Uh, oh, you've got a grand final bingo. Yeah, uh, then we've got many. So we've gone to the well. We've got, we're going bingo mad. So we've got a featured one. Yes. We've got, or if it's not there, we're going to have uh, one with just Panthers players. Okay. One with just Melbourne Storm players. One okay. with very short price favourites. Yes, you've got all those, but this is what I wanted to the, – the BYO grand final. Mm. Right. So you're going to have, for instance, the short prices. Either Cam Smith or Nathan Cleary to win the Clive, you get $2.30. Any three of Vunavalu, Pappenhausen, Olam, Crichton or Tuttle to score a try. So you need three out of those five, $3.50. But then you, you've got all those. But then you get into some of the, of the I think, more fun ones. Um you can get involved, by the way. So tweet us with what you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. I'm just looking for yeah. something. So either, uh, let's say, Jerome Hughes or Jerome Luai to win the Clive. 11 bucks. Okay, uh, Jerome. Well, it's good. Yeah. Okay. Kickow and Munster to each score a try. 17 bucks. All right. It's just all these little weird combinations. Um, Mansour, Toto and Kickow to each score a try. Now, we think it's going to be low scoring, but if it if it becomes high scoring, 23 bucks. Can I give you a trick? You can't uh, do Clive Churchill, and, and Nathan Brown spoke about this in the AFL, and the same will apply for them. You can't do Norm Smith or Clive Churchill in your same game multis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, it's a different market. It's a different yeah, thing. However, you can request it for your BYO. So you might go oh. Vunavalu first try score into Cam Munster, Why Clive Churchill. I think it's just a, a technical thing, I suppose. But. Okay. So here's one. Vunavalu first try scorer, very possible. Mansour second try scorer, very possible. 81 bucks. Yeah, that's good. See, now that I mention that, I'm going to have to put money on. <laughs> I'm going to have to put five bucks on. All right, we're just... So, but now, who's going to win? Now, Sean, you've picked Penrith 1 to 12, but does that mean you'll pick Penrith to win or you just, you're taking the, 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 the juicy price? It's going to be a cracking game. It wouldn't surprise me if it's one or, or two points. Um, either way, it brings that plus two really into play. But uh, I'm going to tip Penrith to win the game as well. Okay. Joel. Oh, look, exactly the same as Sean, except I'm tipping Melbourne purely because of my hip pocket. And also, too, they've just got that little bit more experience, haven't they? I think we have overrated how loose Penrith were on Saturday. I think they were better than that. They just didn't have the polish. Mm. I'm with Sean. I think the value is incredible. Um by the way, hasn't been a drawn grand final at halftime since 1976. That's at eight dollars, <laughs> and and the bet that I will be having something on fifteen dollars mm. for extra time. Wow. This game has tight written all over it. Fifteen bucks for extra time, I think, presents a little bit of value, and I can see a team winning by one or two. And, and with fewer points, it I, makes sense. I am it? tipping Penrith. I just think it's their time. I think they've got over their little humps. And I also don't believe in fairy tales. Mm. I just don't believe... Very rarely does the fairy tale happen in sports. So um, that's not the reason I'm tipping Penrith, but um, I think Penrith just... There's a bigger fairy tale than, than Cameron Smith, potentially, and that is the a coach, up? A coach oh. seeing his son <laughs> win the grand final, win the Clive. That it is huge. If you coach your son to a grand final and he gets the Clive Churchill, that's as big a, 
story you get. It's huge. I only have, so we all know Martin and Johnny Lang, the last father-son coach player combination. I only found one more coach-son combination. Do you know who it is? Uh, Fulton? No. Bang! Was it? Bob and Scott Fulton. Yeah. Didn't win, but 1997 against Newcastle. All right. Enjoy your grand final, everybody. Uh, we will be back. We will be back next week with a with a wrap-up, and then we'll start to look ahead at Origin because we'll have the squads by then and we'll be able to put together the teams, and then uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be on through the Origin series. Thank you, Sean. Thanks, boys. Enjoy the game. Good luck. You're the Warrigal's favourite son. And you, Joel Kane. Good luck with your radio show. Thank you, guys. Uh, enjoy grand final week, and most importantly, gamble responsibly.